Welcome to The Real Mom's Playbook, where balance becomes a lifestyle. Brought to you by our premier sponsor, Earthly Wellness. Your life doesn't have to be a hot mess, and in season one, I will be taking you on your own intentional transformation. So grab your playbook and let's get going. All right, and welcome to episode four of The Real Mom's Playbook, where you step into your most unstoppable self. I'm your host, Lisa Autry. Episode four today really covers the beginning of the physical piece of the intentional transformation. This is really the time to take action. I would like to begin this episode as usual by thanking our premier sponsor of The Real Moms Playbook, Earthly Wellness. Are you struggling finding safe, affordable products for your home and health? I recommend Earthly Wellness, a women-owned business who strives for medical freedom and is reshaping the way we live our lives daily. Earthly offers everything from home and healthcare solutions for your whole home and family. Click on Earthly Wellness in the show notes to shop all of their amazing products and resources. Let's recap really quick because each episode is a build on one another. So if you're skipping around, don't. You want to follow the plays in order, which is why I even number them on top of the episode number, just so you are super clear. So episode two is about saying goodbye. It was the letter to yourself to open that inner dialogue and get real on the changes you desire to see through this intentional transformation. Episode three is all about finding what's important to you, the top five values that fuel your fire and make you feel aligned with fulfillment. Today is episode four, which begins part two of the intentional transformation. Part two is all about your nest. That's your home your haven, your sanctuary, your place of peace, and your foundation. And maybe currently it's your home of utter chaos and turmoil. This episode may be particularly challenging for you because it will take consistent time and effort, but I promise you to stay with me during this time. I'm going to show you a whole lot that you never thought about before. If you get your home in order, your whole life will feel easier more passionate, and more fun. I promise. We are going to start this episode back at the beginning of my journey. I had just given birth to my second daughter and my whole life was a circus. I was telling my vision producer and executive coach, Elisa Manjadas, how Mia just wasn't sleeping. I wasn't getting everything done in my life and I was just so overwhelmed. I was missing deadlines in my scoping business and working 14 hours a day just to try to keep up on top of being a mom. Elisa is my good friend, former coworker, and now longtime coach, and also author of the foreword of this book. So she knows me pretty well, I'd say. After I complained all about Mia's poor sleep schedule, Ava not wanting to stay in her bed, and me not being able to get all of my work done, you know what she did? She bought me a book. I kid you not, a book. And not a book about parenting, but a book about tidying. It was Marie Kondo's The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. This was before the whole Kanmari movement, so I really had no idea what this even was yet. And I was so dang offended. I wasn't asking for help on my home. I was asking for help on my routines and being able to fit it all in. Elisa said it was right up my alley. Little did she know that my home actually was a mess. I was the pro at a fury tidy. That's the five minutes before someone arrives where you shove everything you can into a nearest drawer to give some semblance of a clean and tidy home. We were recently talking about it and she said she had no clue that my home was such a mess. She said she just bought the book because she thought I'd like it. 
So I ended up reading the book and I read it again and again. And then I ended up tidying my whole home in four weeks. And guess what? Four years later and my home is still tidy. No more fury tidies, no more lying to myself on what a tidy home really means, and no more living that chaos that I desire not to go back to. I'm living the tidy life, and so can you. But why? Why does this matter? I was having an initial meeting with a client about a year ago, and she said she needed help with her routine system so she could function better in her business. I asked her to send me pictures of her home, and in those images, I saw why she wasn't able to maintain a routine. Your home is your haven, as I've said before, but it can be your ultimate source of chaos, your depression, your exhaustion, and overwhelm. Stuff is stressful, and when we own too much of it, we struggle finding homes for all of it, maintaining those homes, and our stuff ends up spilling into our spaces and clouds our judgment and success on the daily. This client's problem wasn't really the routines. It was the foundation of her home being chaotic and the mess she was living in. Before I did this crucial step in the intentional transformation, my home was a literal circus, Lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. And I didn't understand that my home related to all the other areas of stress that I needed to manage. Your home is related to your routines. Your home is related to your finances. Your home is related to your health. Your home is related to your friendships. See, it's all connected. See why we began this process in the first place? You can't build a life on a faulty foundation. So in this episode, I'm going to teach you the framework of building that solid base for your life. I personally did this process over four years ago now, and it ultimately led me to becoming a consultant via the KonMari method. Today, we're going to go through the steps along with how I make the process unique for my clients to be able to move through even with children. And we're going to make it a little bit more seamless and a little bit faster if that works for you. But remember, your pace is your own. If you have the Real Moms Playbook, then turn to page 39, where I list out how I did it in four weeks and how long I spent on each of the categories. If you're like me, I needed to get the process done as quickly as possible in order to move on with my life. But everyone is different. I've had clients take eight weeks and even eight months. Everyone's circumstances and joy sparking journey is different and that's okay. Still, I want you to follow the process no matter how long it takes you and know that a peaceful and controlled life lies on the other side of this tidying festival. I recommend getting Marie Kondo's book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, or listen to it so she can guide you on actual joy sparking. She's a lot more eloquent than me when describing the art of joy, as I'm far more process-oriented in how to get it done. I'll include a link in the show notes for her book. This is her magical four-step process. I'm just taking you through my interpretation and how I completed it so quickly and decisively so you can move onward with your life. Before we dive into the process today, I want to invite you to do the Kick the Clutter Challenge with the Real Moms Tribe. We are doing the whole eight-week process together. So if you are struggling with this whole phase, don't worry. We can do it together step by step. We actually do the full intentional transformation. Make sure you get in today before the tribe closes so you can be ready to conquer the tidying festival together. See the link, the Real Moms Tribe, in the show notes for access. So what is the Kanmari method and how does it pertain to creating a tidy home 24 seven? 
Today, we are going to go through the four steps and make sure you follow along in the book too, to take notes on how you personally will tackle it. Create a plan, prep it, and then tackle it in segments so you can devote time to each of the other areas of your life while doing this process. It's easy to get overwhelmed with the thought of touching everything in your home, but distilling it down into manageable objectives will make it much more realistic for you in order to achieve it in full. You'll be surprised by all you can get done in a focused 20-minute period. And with young children, 20 minutes is about all you'll get if they aren't taking naps anymore. I was lucky enough to have my husband support me through the process, and he took on the child rearing so I could get the madness cleared away so quickly. If you don't have that support, it's okay. You can complete this. It just may take a little bit longer, but it's worth it. I promise. Don't give up. Also, make those little busy hands helpers. They can help put things into bins for you, play with their toys while they watch you, and just be near you subconsciously learning the process too. Children learn through example. Be that example for them. So anyone that knows me knows I'm all about systems. Systems are sexy. Systems are disciplined. Systems are machines that run without much thought. And that's exactly how you want your home to operate. So you have time and energy on things that are more important. In order to clear your home of the clutter, we're going to follow Marie Kondo's four-step process. And that's number one, gathering. Number two, discarding. Number three, organizing. And number four, maintaining. Before we dive into each, let's take our first break to share one of our amazing sponsors. Be right back. Are you looking for a community that focuses on making you your most confident self inside and out? Sparkle and Shine with Kim Bain focuses on giving women the tools to feel beautiful, confident, and unique. Whether you are looking for a fun place to enjoy trivia night or the accessories to fit your style, Sparkle and Shine is a free community that gives you solutions for your fashion challenges. Grab your favorite necklace, get some mascara to finish off your look, or become a fellow stylist to start your own venture. Kim will assist you every step of the way. See show notes under Sparkle and Shine to hop on into our community to join the fun or to join the team. And we are back. At the close of episode three, I gave you homework. Did you do it? I hope you did. So pull out those notes and keep them in mind as we move forward with this process. That's your way forward. I was going to break this episode into two parts so it wouldn't be so overwhelming, but I decided that it makes more sense to give you all the info and then you can re-listen and break down as needed. I'm someone who needs to see the whole picture and this episode will give you the whole picture. Don't get overwhelmed by this picture. Take good notes, read through the book, and take it one step at a time if you choose to do this on your own. It is possible and achievable. Before the break, we discussed the four steps. Now I'm going to break them down so you can understand why we do each and how to do it all effectively. Step one, let's gather it, girl. Gathering means pulling all of one category together in a nice huge pile to gain clarity. The process of gathering is the most crucial. We want to gather all items by their specific category. So for example, we begin with our personal clothes. When I say gather all your clothes, that means gather all your clothes. Not some of your clothes, not pretty much all of your clothes, but all of your clothes. Marie Kondo has a rule. Once you are done with the category, anything you find from the previous categories must 
get tossed. So make sure it's worthy of finding in the present moment to joy spark in that moment or else it goes bye-bye. Again, this is by far the most important step out of all four. Don't get me wrong, maintaining is important too. But when you have the same items scattered all over your home, you don't really have true clarity on how much you actually own. Here are the categories for your reference and they are listed in the book. Clothes, books, paper, miscellaneous, and sentimental. When we did this with cleaning supplies, one of my clients found six containers of bleach and she told me she had it on her current grocery list because she didn't even think she had one container of bleach in her home. Combing through your house and searching for one particular item is a lot easier than just looking at everything in your home. Sometimes it can feel like a needle in a haystack, but that's why we start with clothing and then move to books and paper before getting to the smaller items because they are not only the least sentimental, but also sometimes the easiest to find. So in category one, gather all your clothes from your car, the coat closet, your mom's house, wherever. For every client that has completed this task, including myself, it was the moment of realization, one that provided clarity and closure on our habits, the beliefs we hold about ourselves and defined who we wish to become in the future. That's truly impactful. Once you bring all of one category together, lay them in a nice, huge pile. If you have many different items mixed together that are from another category like paper mixed in with books, then separate the category like paper to put in a bin aside. You do not want to tackle more than one category at a time. It will cloud your judgment and get you thinking all over the place. We don't want to do that. So do one at a time. Now on to step two, discard what weighs you down. We are on page 28 in the book for those who wish to follow along. Seeing your spending habits in one pile will help dictate your spending habits in the future. Seeing what joy means to you by trying these things on, touching them, asking yourself if they are important will better hone in on the lifestyle you wish to create. It's so much more than stuff. Be decisive about it and don't overthink. Does this item spark joy in you? Will you use it today or in the near future? Will this item get you a step closer to the home you are dreaming of, or is it weighing that dream down? Think back to your top five values. Does this item that you are touching align with those values? Is this the lifestyle you are hoping to create? If you can't put a timeline into place and find yourself using the words, if, possibly, maybe, then it probably means no. Disclaimer, I work with many clients who struggle with waste. Trust me, I get it. We don't want to be wasteful, but also making your home a storage facility of maybes and ifs isn't helping you, your mind, your family, or your home. Remember that. The term joy means different things to different people. Hence the saying, one man's trash is another's treasure. This is why it's so important to find out what joy means for you. We go through that feeling a little bit in the book and Marie Kondo talks about it a lot in her book understand what this means for you. This is important. Joy will often mean your top five values, those things most important to you. So again, always refer to them, memorize them, and ask each item against them. In the step of discarding, you will do one of four things. Number one, keep. Number two, toss. Number three, donate. And number four, sell.
What you do with each item is up to you. The energy you desire to put into discarding that item and what makes the most sense for you on where it will continue is what you should do. When I did this process four years ago, I donated 10 carloads, over 80 bags, and then went on to sell another $4,000 worth of items. You'd be amazed once you ask, does it bring me joy? What you have been holding on to that really means nothing. The biggest impact of all was that I started to get a real and true understanding of who I was as an individual. And at this point, you know your values. So it's interesting to see if your stuff aligns with those values or is hindering you from fulfilling them. How much you keep is all up to you. I won't come over to your house and rip your most prized possessions from your claws. That's not what this is about. But you also need to throw some crap away and know it's okay to do so and be okay with it, especially if you have negative feelings about it or you don't ever plan on using it. Go with your gut. No one knows you better than you. And that's why this is a personal journey. I never tell my clients what to get rid of. I ask what their comfort zone is, and we make a rule on the amount of space needed to accommodate. If space is full, no more goes in. And this is the art of determining what stays. If it doesn't stay, then naturally it will go. I also want to tell you a trick. Once you've made the determination to discard an item, place it in one of the three bins, toss, donate, sell, and then make it a rule to get it out of your home as quickly as possible. For me, I had to get rid of a group of items within 24 hours. This allowed me more space in my head as well as my home to continue the process. We are a society of instant gratification. So if we see movement very quickly, then that will build our momentum. Trust me. Clear space equals a clear mind. And that's what this whole process is about. You will literally feel a weight lifted the calmer and clearer your home becomes. And let's be real. Less stuff just means less stuff to manage, which means less time out of your life managing it. So go through, touch each item individually in their category and see if it stays or goes and then move onward. Those you aren't sure about, try on, get a feel for it and then move onward. Make a decision and move on. Decisive discarding. For clothing, I get a lot of, well, if I lose weight, I will wear this. I have to have a harsh talk and say, okay, keep it aside in a tote, but if you haven't lost the weight in six months or a year, then toss the tote. This puts pressure on you to take action, which happens to be another one of our plays coming up anyway. If it's been seven years, then you need to be honest with yourself and the action you need to take is now. Just don't make your life full of ifs is all I'm saying. My harshness is with love. Remember that because I don't want you kicking around crap the rest of your life. Devote as much time as you can each day to the discarding to get it done in full. But if you only have 20 minutes, then devote a solid 20 minutes to the objective. A step forward is a step forward. It doesn't have to be a leap to be successful. I repeat, a step forward is a step forward. It doesn't have to be a leap to be successful. That brings me to step three, optimal organization for your home. Once you've finished discarding a particular category in full, now it's time to organize that category. Please do not start organizing until you've fully discarded. 
I know organizing is so fun, but you don't want to get ahead of yourself until you have a full understanding of the volume you are keeping. That's clarity. Also note, you don't need more storage. You need less stuff. Let's be real. In the end of the process, many of my clients end up donating some bins because they actually have plenty of storage options and they've had plenty of storage options all along. They've just had too much stuff weighing it down. The way you organize most effectively is based on frequency of use and ease of access. How often you use something and how easy it is to access are important. If you make something difficult to access and use it every day, it's less likely to end up back in its home. But also the fine china you use once a year, you don't need at the front of the cabinet either. Be logical, use frequency of use and ease of access to help you determine where things go. Be practical with your organization. Starting on page 31 in the Real Moms Playbook, I go through my tips of how to effectively organize each category of clothing, books, paper, miscellaneous, and sentimental. If you do not have the book, then I recommend just keeping the ease of access and frequency of use in your mind when organizing. Also, there's tons of resources online on effective Kanmari organization that will work for you. I'm keeping this episode big picture so we don't get stuck in the nuances of the process. Think big and then you will act in small achievable steps. Let's take our final break with our second sponsor for today. Be right back. Self-care shouldn't be a struggle, but for most moms, taking care of ourselves and our hygiene falls dead last, even behind the dog. Let's be real. That's why I recommend Crystal Cosmo. She's an educated salon owner and stylist who is efficient and affordable. Specializing in Brazilian waxing and lash lifts, Crystal Cosmo is dedicated to providing you with premium beauty services to make you look and feel your best at an affordable price. The best part is she's the owner of the beauty lounge Fresno, so you can go to one place for all of your services like hair and nails. Visit Crystal Cosmo in the show notes to view her services, book a session, and check out educational courses she will be offering very soon for stylists to expand their services. Make self-care a priority again with Crystal Cosmo because you deserve it. And we are back to episode four, throwing some crap away. So fun, the most fun, and also the most physically transformative. Once you go through gathering, discarding, and organizing, the magic really happens through the fourth step, maintenance maven mode. I created the term maintenance maven, which means the mom who is an expert in keeping her home tidy without extreme effort. This woman works smarter rather than harder in her spaces. You can highlight that on page 34 for those of you who want the reminder. And also sidebar, yes, my book has cuss words and this podcast does not because tiny ears may be listening. And so I wanted it to be safe for them to listen too. So back to it. Maintenance maven mode means no more dirty dishes in the sink. It means no more laundry constantly overflowing. And it means no more toys scattered throughout the house. Systems are sexy and creating systems through your home will make sure it runs like that machine and doesn't rule you. Overthinking the simplest of things will only cloud your mind and keep you from growing into your most unstoppable self. So we are officially going to stop that. Discipline will become your freedom if you follow it and trust in it. Grab your playbook and highlight these rules for yourself. Number one, Create a routine schedule, which is page 35. When you have systems, your home just runs effectively. 
The easiest one is making your bed daily, every single morning. Declare to the world your day has begun. It will also give your home the instant appearance of tidiness and peace. And there's research and science around making your bed every day and the productivity and the positivity it creates in your life. That also means processing the mail when it arrives in the home. Look through it, decide if it gets tossed, you take action now or file for later. Don't keep the junk mail. It will just pile up. Follow the kitchen system of prep, cook, eat, clean. Commission the kids to help make your life a little bit easier. Even little tiny ones can bring their bowls to the sink. Clean your home categorically to make it flow faster. That means all the dusting, all the sinks, all the toilets, all the vacuuming, all the mopping, etc. When you're in the flow, it's a lot easier to be more efficient and you build proficiency the longer you do something. And lastly, laundry. I recommend twice a week, no more than three times a week for big families. Keep this on a system. If you do laundry daily, you're just going to be sad. If you have older kids that still change five times a day, then make them do their own laundry when you're not doing yours. Make them create their own system for it. That brings us to number two, in the flow is your success. When you're in the movement of one activity, it's always best to finish it out. So let's take laundry. Always fold at an elevated surface to make you faster and more efficient. Let's say the kitchen counter and also creates less resistance when putting away right after. If you have to get up off the couch during your favorite episode, it's a lot harder to pull yourself away to put it away. Same goes for when you bring groceries home. Immediately unbag all groceries and put it into their homes. Get your kids to help put things away like toilet paper or some of the groceries, and you can handle the bigger items that they can't. Make this a family dynamic. It's going to take a lot of pressure off of you. In the flow means you are completing a task in full versus leaving several tasks 90% complete. This will not only make your home tidier daily, but also keep you from having to go back to a task and reorient yourself later, which is really hard on our already packed minds. And lastly, number three, transitional tidies. This is my favorite thing to teach my clients because it keeps the home tidy consistently. You know how you keep up on your home with less effort? You clean as you go. That means dishes, toys, papers, mail, anything that can pile up over the course of a day, close them out before transitioning onward. Give yourself bonus points for productivity by making these checklists to do's. When you complete an objective in full through your transitional tidy, check it off. It gives you that quick rush of dopamine fulfilling something, which is why keeping your scoreboard is so impactful. Lists that can be checked off, even ones for your home, make you feel more successful daily. The goal is to go to bed at night and realize all that you've conquered throughout the day. More about this next week in episode five, part four, your time. Before we close today's episode, I want to talk about this process with kids. Yes, it's definitely achievable. You don't have to throw away the kids to have a tidy home. And depending on their ages, it may require a little bit more maintenance on your part while you teach them to be accountable for their spaces. And that's okay. But remember, 
Just like it was your journey, you are guiding them through their journey. Don't make them feel guilty for what brings them joy. How would you feel if someone said what you loved was stupid? Kind of mean, huh? But also if it's something that seems not important, give them options. Ask them if they'd rather keep this over something else and get them to understand that if they want to keep it all, then more things cannot be welcomed into the home. Our home is our haven, not our storage facility. This helps begin to put things into perspective for them and also teaches them healthy boundaries, trust, and acceptance too. Please don't go do this process when they're away at school or at a friend's house. How would you feel if you got home and your spouse threw half of your stuff away? You wouldn't trust them anymore. Get your kids to trust you and guide them through the process the exact same way you went through it first. Don't undermine them by doing it for them behind their backs. Ask them big questions like, what's important to you? What makes you happy? What do you enjoy? The sooner they can understand these questions, the happier life will be for them in all aspects. This is an educational experience for them. Let them see what you are doing. You are literally teaching them how to tidy their homes and keep them tidy in the future. That's a powerful thing. There's certain things I want you to remember as we dive into this process. If it looks like a tornado hit your home, then you are doing it right. I know, scary, right? True clarity is gained from pulling everything in each category out and going through it at once. So it's going to look crazy. While working on one category, place other untidied categories and totes or piles separate from the area you are working. That's going to keep you focused and on topic. As someone who gets easily distracted, I want you to keep the objective right in front of you and the other areas clear. And ultimately, if you need help, reach out. That's what I'm here for. Making a home tidy doesn't happen in a day, but one day at a time. Become picky about what comes into your home because it will require maintenance and attention. Remember what sparks joy for you and answer questions like, Why do I feel the need to buy this? And what am I hoping to achieve through this item? Don't get bogged down in the clutter and let it cloud your mind. You deserve that tidy home with less effort and it's worth it, I promise. Now it's time to take action. You have one of two options. You can pause this podcast and complete the whole process or you can finish the podcast and book to get the whole picture and then go through the process. Either on your own or with us in the Real Moms Tribe. I also offer one-on-one sessions if you want a more personal guided approach. My opinion is to look at the whole picture of the intentional transformation by reading and listening and then going back through this play and completing it forward. This is going to give you the best idea of what you desire in the end once you go through all the other episodes. Clarity is a beautiful thing and I hope you're ready for next week's episode on time and energy. Until next time, I'm Lisa Autry, and this is The Real Moms Playbook. Thank you for joining me for The Real Moms Playbook, which has been made possible by our amazing sponsors. Make sure you check the show notes for links and access to the amazing resources. You can find me at thedaughterdiary.com and on Instagram at thedaughterdiaries. See you next time. I'm Lisa Autry, and this is The Real Moms Playbook.